hear your word we thank you lord that your word is a blessing because it comes to us by your spirit and your spirit is alive and quickens us uh, makes our minds come alive to do the will of god we get understanding through your word so we thank you lord that uh, you have left us this great record uh, to live by it's it's a good thing to know the living god through his holy word we thank you for it lord in jesus name amen praise god so we're going to talk today about uh, making that faith connection. The faith connection. It's so important. If you're going to have success in this world, you must make a faith connection. And this connection is between God and yourself. Uh, it's also between uh uh, yourself and yourself I guess <laughs> you have to connect to yourself by faith and uh, you connect to the natural world by faith so there are three realms that I'll talk about probably others that you can think about but um, three realms that you have to connect to by faith if you want to have success there the Bible says in, in several different places that the just shall live by faith. In Hebrews 10.38, uh, it says that if you want to turn there, it will be uh, beneficial. That we're going to go through that a little bit. It says here, now the just shall live by faith. But if any man shall draw back, my soul will have no pleasure or no delight in him. So once you start living by faith, God expects us to continue. Now this faith life is a process of developing greater trust in God. The Bible speaks of faith as being a substance and evidence of things hoped for and not seen. So it takes a trust in the one that we're looking to to bring those things to us. Uh, your trust has to be in God. It, it can't really be in you or your faith, that kind of thing. You put your faith out there and you trust that God sees it. You trust that God responds to it. This faith is placed in God. It's not in anything else. It's never placed in us or our abilities to uh, be faithful because God has to uh, help us with those things. So we must, at the, you know, at the bottom line of everything is that do you really take God at his word? Do you really believe what he says? Do you really trust what he says? Uh, sometimes your faith is tested because it, it might take a while for us to um, uh, see the manifestation the natural re response of certain things that we pray about and so that takes even a greater trust in God if things are prolonged in the delivery uh, we have to understand that holding on to what God has told us is is very very important uh, in that there are reasons that things come to us quickly and there are reasons things come to us relatively uh, you know in long duration and so that means that you have to trust God you see at the at the end of every thought there has to be a trust in God there uh, there you don't look for reasons why it takes so long to you know that's so futile uh, because even if you knew the reasons would you have the power to correct them unless God gave you that power so at the end of every thought you come back to I've got to trust God I've got to you know even and sometimes in our searching for our own to correct ourselves if there's anything lacking in us and that's so sad because if you look at your your weaknesses you will find things lacking but you don't you don't faith doesn't work through your weakness it works through your spirit man which is made in the image of Christ so there's nothing lacking in your spirit you just have to trust that God has given you uh, the proper tools to live this life and live it successfully so that there's a trust in God that must be developed there uh, for us to really come through this life in a successful manner justified people live by faith the unjustified do not make the faith connection so the difference between us and the sinner is that we make the faith connection they don't have access to that faith in order to make that connection think what the world would be like if, if the justified and the unjust could use God's faith 
for their needs we'd have a lot of it going and we have too much of it now going in the wrong place but we'd have a lot more of it uh, the things that are necessary for life resources people all of that going in the wrong direction so God has preserved some things just for his people and, and that's what makes this life so special and so precious so the justified have received the gift of Christ through the atonement so we have received the spirit of Christ the son of God within us that's how we can call God father because we receive what the Bible refers to as a spirit of adoption whereby we can call God our father so justify people then have relationship with God through Jesus Christ everything that we have comes through the atonement uh, of Jesus Christ and so we have to look to him as our example we have to look to him as our source we have to look to him as our intercessor our justifier uh, as our savior the one our deliverer the one who uh, delivers us in every situation and so we've received the gift of Christ and we are aware of his life dwelling within us at all times justified people have to be aware that Jesus lives in you and he wants to live that good life through you it's still you but your spirit has been quickened and made alive by his spirit and so his spirit within us is what gives us that faith life that God wants us to live so there's no such thing as we can't use our faith or we can't do certain things by faith or we can't you know that, that that's just not so so you have to rely on the inner life of Christ to teach you to help you to give you the thoughts to give you the guidance to give you understanding all of those things you must rely on him within by the Holy Spirit to help you to to uh, live this life as a justified person we receive friendship with God through Jesus Christ and that friendship is not a familiarity so we don't want to get this twisted because there are some people who feel when you you know how we hear these songs I am the friend of God he calls me friend well if you think about what does friendship really mean uh, as far as the Bible is concerned the Bible is a book of covenants between man and God and so it, in the covenant terms a friendship means that you have peace with that person and you're no longer enemies so the greatest definition of friendship is that you are no longer enemies in human terms friendship means that you kind of make nice with each other it doesn't mean that in, in this is the difficult thing about human friendships it's really difficult to find a friendship relationship between people that is satisfying to both parties without God's intervention we we make friends and we break friends when you find sometimes people seem to be what we call difficult to get along with we'll just disconnect and leave them you know um, leave that relationship because there's this thing that you can't get over there's they need to do this they need to change or you need to change you don't know what's wrong and so when God comes into the picture there's what we call reconciliation where there is no breach that's too large that God can't bridge it and reconcile people so if we try to make friendship on our own with people without God's help it's going to get to a point where it's not going to be beneficial and we break the relationship but if we have God's help and we live by faith then we can have uh, friendship that's peace with everybody you can always come to a peace term or a peace agreement with that individual uh, there are certain people that we must continue in relationship with and we get special help there 
There's special help in marriages, special help in families, special help among the body of Christ with church people. We have instructions for how to reconcile with people in the body of Christ. And so there's special help that God gives us uh, so that we can receive and maintain friendship uh, with individuals. And so there must be a price paid for that friendship as well uh, so that we know that the atonement of Christ pays for us not only be friends with God but friends with one another that means we don't strive and fight try to get our way try to prove a point try to lord it all over each other but we can lay that down and receive peace between one another without feeling like you're being walked on you understand me it's this feeling of I give a hundred percent and they give nothing once you have received Christ and you're justified that feeling doesn't run your life it does not bug you and I, I look at people in the body of Christ who live so far below their privileges in God because they never have that peace with one another and understanding that there's nothing unfair going on in your relationships it's, it's really you have to accept that that you're not the one who's getting walked all over and mistreated and abused and stepped on and all this kind of stuff that doesn't happen in God's kingdom why? Jesus paid for all of that he paid for that uh, feeling to leave your life it pays for that victim mentality to be absorbed in the, uh, the mentality of a victorious person who has victory over all things who doesn't want to lord it all over you don't resent showing people love see in your own power trying to be friends with people will wear you out you'll exhaust yourself trying to please people trying to do what they want get a smile out of them and I don't know what's wrong with them they're acting funny well you're not supposed to be looking at people you're to look at Christ and look at what he's done for you and, and, and those kinds of things why are you so concerned about how people respond to your words and so these things that, that we uh, um, have difficulties with in the natural Natural are absorbed by the, the atoning work at the cross and, and we can go through life being friends with everybody you can be friends with everybody and you can reconcile with them you know you may have have to work out the relationship sometimes we don't know what kinds of relationships we're supposed to have with people you know we assume you know we got all these websites now and you can go on match.com everybody's looking for for their next great romantic adventure when they need to learn how to just accept life and love themselves and and not put everything over your whole happiness over in a human relationship and so when you're a justified person that means that you have accepted God's decision or his principle that judges you to be right holy and innocent justified people respond that way in everything you're not trying to figure out what to say that sounds right to people you're not trying to figure out whether they like you or not you're not trying to judge people and see what their faults are and what they need to improve all of that. a justified person understands that he has received God's decision that he is holy and right based on your faith in what Jesus has done you got to believe that when Jesus died on the cross for you, you received that personally, that that paid for everything that was owing because you broke God's law. See, we got to see ourselves as guilty. We've got to see ourselves as coming before the judgment seat of God, the court of heaven. And we've got to see that God has rendered a decision in our favor that there is nothing wrong with us anymore. Nothing. And you receive the spirit of Christ. Now he dwells in you to prove that to you. I can remember being first born again so many years ago, but I still remember feeling like, where has this world been all my life? You know, I, 
I, it was totally different for me. Uh, the old song, you know, they used to say, you looked at your hands and your hands was new. You looked at your feet and they were too. He changed my soul, changed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> and and that, that's the, the new birth. That's what it does. It gives you, and I thank God for those little songs because they validate your experience. You know, they validate what you've experienced in that thing. Somebody took the time to write that down and talk about it as being a real experience so it's not something fictitious or phony or religious where you don't have any kind of evidence of the newness of life but there is a newness to you and you know there's a newness to you we used to say I, I don't go to the old haunts like I used to you know I don't have a desire for that old life all of that becomes new when you're justified so when you're justified and you've received the atonement you have a knowledge of it by faith there's a faith knowledge of things you know faith can make you know certain things for certainty so you're not wondering if you're going to go to heaven you know if you don't know it right off the bat after a while you quit questioning it and that means you know remember you used to what's the unpardonable sin and we tried to think of one that we did no oh, I guess I can get forgiven of that I guess I can <laughs> you know and so you stop questioning yourself on those things you stop questioning whether you can lose your salvation your life is more consumed with working it out every day you know before God and then making sure that you're doing the right thing with your life and with the time God gives you here on earth so this justification really is a decision made by God that you're holy and right and then to maintain that he gives you his righteousness so justification is the act of judging you right righteousness is God's holiness imputed to us so one's a fact and a decision an act the other is the result of the act so God gives you righteousness to take home with you you know how you know these people go <laughs> go down to go down to court and they're nervous you know they got picked up for one violation or another and they stand before the judge and depending upon the judge's decision you either go home in the clothes you wore down there or you get them traded in for some orange jumpsuit you know that they have now well instead of the orange jumpsuit we get a white robe when we stand before God see you're justified and you receive that that cleansed robe of righteousness and because that that justification is real your soul gets purged and cleansed from what the Bible calls dead works which means works of the flesh and now you feel comfortable serving God you feel like you're doing the right thing when you talk about God whereas you used to didn't even talk about him at all when you get shocked back into reality is when you go and tell your family about God and they they look at you like you're crazy that's further evidence of your righteousness and your justification but righteousness really motivates you to speak about the things of God in terms of knowing being familiar with them so when you're justified you're you're judged holy innocent no wrong against you to validate that God then allows your conscience not to keep you from doing the right thing where you don't feel like you're worthy of doing the right thing anymore you feel you can do it you feel confident in it and you feel like it's the right thing for you to do and that's that's a new thing for all of us so these things are are what we receive in the atonement and God does it so that we can live the Christ life down here on earth so when the just are living by faith that means as a justified person you have to go forward in this world and in this life in in cooperation with God you go forward in cooperation with him and it would not be right to your righteousness or your justification to look back at the old life 
you know and want that anymore or look back at the old life and see it as something that you can't overcome or look back at your old life say your old habits your old uh, weaknesses all of those things to bring those up into your new life and let them hinder you you have to keep going by faith so we're with what we do as believers often is we, when we find hindrances to going forward, say for instance God has told you that he is going to bless you and put you in a position where you will be a blessing like he did Abraham. Abraham kept going forward. You know, I mean, he had some pitfalls and things like that, but he he always came back to the fact. You know what God told me that that I'm going to do this, and and I can't let my uh, lack of motivation stop me. I can't let let my fear of man and what man would say to judge me. I can't let that stop me. Uh, I've got to overcome this, and so you you find a way in God's word to build your faith faith up to a level where you can can break through on these uh, hindrances and these barriers that will come to you going forward and living the justified life by faith and so the 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 uh, imputed righteousness is what gives us the confidence to go forward in life to live that life of faith without righteousness it's going to be impossible for you to move forward in anything and having a knowledge of that, having that boldness and confidence uh, to go forward when God opens that door. You, you have to have that about you. So when we know we're unjustified, we can boldly and confidently approach God by faith and expect to receive what we desire. You've got to expect that God wants to, has been waiting for you, he's got it laid up for you, he's got it stored up for you. And so we have to expect to receive what we desire. Anything contrary to that, we must see as something that can be and must be overcome. You can't take no for an answer in this justice. Justified people do not take no for an answer. They know that somewhere in God there's an answer for them. They know it's somewhere in this big Bible there's an answer. There's hope and there's confidence and there's faith to strengthen them so that they can go forward in life. When when uh, Hebrews uh, um, 1038 says that God will will uh, if he draws back God's soul has no pleasure in him that's very important to know because have you ever felt like you should do something and then you put off doing it and you feel worse and worse the longer you that's you're sensing that God's soul has no delight in you that's what you're sensing you're feeling that and so if you you'll Go before God and repent and talk to him and find out, God, I'm, I just don't feel confident doing this. I'm afraid. You know, that's what grips most of us. We have some fear of man, fear that, you know, what, what we do oftentimes instead of keeping your faith in God, we start putting faith in people, natural situations, and people who have the power to say no to us. That's the biggest thing that we have to overcome is either the finance people at the car dealership or the mortgage people at the mortgage company something like that and so we start transferring our faith from God into something that's subject to change God never changes but we'll stop looking at God and what he says and start looking at something that pops up in the natural and tells us that we can't a natural life if we focus on it will always put limits on us because it's temporary God is eternal and his word is eternal and so sometimes the fear uh, we take things too seriously we take them too too much to heart if you've got to understand that when you use God's faith it's God's power that the world is responding to it's not you this is just something uh, that you're using. It's like uh, if you somebody gave you the keys to their car and the keys didn't work. Well, you wouldn't. Oh my, I'm just no good. I, you know, it was real crazy. To, but it's the same thing. You're using God's faith. 
And if it doesn't seem to be getting you the results that you need, why are you taking it personally like they're rejecting you? They're not rejecting you. They're fighting the power of God. See, one of the reasons that people that the power of God is fought is because it will bring a permanent change. And Satan, who is the God of this world, does not want any permanent change in his order. In fact, he wants to change things so that he controls more instead of giving up control over things. And so we have to understand that we can no more take credit for the the negative response we get to going forward in God's faith than we could if it you know it, it just, just doesn't belong to us and so what we need to do is go back to God and say you know God I used this key you gave me and it didn't seem to get the response I wanted it to get what God will often say is go use it again sometimes he'll say use it in a different door but we must go back again if we're going to we cannot turn back and cease going forward in God if we're going to please him this is this the way the life of faith is if you look at how Jesus lived his life he would say I must needs go here I, I must go to these places because he was being sent by the father to accomplish certain things while he was here on this earth and like Jesus we need to know we don't have forever to get things done you know he had three years of ministry we, we can get a lot more than that but we probably don't get nearly as much accomplished as he does because we we sometimes falter in using our faith so we need to understand that we we can't go back in this we have to keep going forward verse 39 says but we are not of them who draw back unto perdition or unto uh, eternal damnation in other words you you can only go back so far in not using your faith you know you may not use it for all of the things that you think you want from God but you'll use it for some things you know most people will use their faith you know sometimes it's good to get out of the comfort zone God will sometimes tip the boat over or make the boat a little rocky so that we get up and use our faith you know just like the disciples when Jesus was sleeping in the boat and they woke him up to stop the storm and he's telling them, he's, I'm not the one scared of the storm. Y'all scared. Where's your faith? You know, why don't you use your faith against it? And so, but they use their faith for what they have faith in. And that was getting up to ask him to do it for them. You know, understand what I'm saying? So that's the way we are here on earth. We don't, we don't just totally not use our faith for everything. We use it for things that we feel comfortable using it in. And sometimes it's just getting bills paid and, and uh, you know, things of little faith, as God would say. But but we need to use it for everything that's what God's plan is for us to get us to use our faith in everything and for everything we're here so the just shall live by faith amen so when we are justified we boldly and confidently approach God by faith expecting to receive what we desire we're to keep forging ahead by faith and never lose sight you know it's so easy to drift off into natural we get comfortable sometimes you get an answer from God and you start enjoying what you receive for him and pretty soon you're trusting in natural things again you're trusting in you know your good credit score you're trusting in you know somebody gave you a plan to do something Uh, you know and that plan falls through and then you don't know what to do and so that's a wake-up call that you've been trusting in the natural again you got me yeah it is and so uh, someone was telling me once that they were expecting uh, an opportunity for a better job at the company they were working where they were working and um, I could tell by the tone of the voice when it dropped from faith in God to natural you see what I'm saying you can tell if you pay attention to things you know you and God gives you people to to help as a minister you have to notice the things that ministers are supposed to notice and and so I could tell and he said he said this he said they're going to start 
hiring and promoting there's going to be some more jobs opening up and he gave a date it was like five or six months away and God told me he said if he lets his faith stay where it is until then he won't be able to get it there either and I told him I said why don't you just keep thanking God for it now keep your faith alive now I said because one Christian in the mix can cause a job opening to come way ahead of where and see six months went by and he never got the job offered because he was see you put yourself as a Christian what you do you take yourself out of God's favor and put yourself in the pool with all the the sinners the other people and so your chances of getting pulled out of that lottery are less because you got, you're in a big pool with all these other people. If you use your faith in God to open that up whenever, it can happen at any time if you're believing God. So you keep your faith over there in God. Don't ever let your faith get pulled out of there because it just seems more relaxing sometimes to people. To get a date, to get a time, and just hold off, pull your faith out of that until that time comes and then you're trying to bust in there with faith in God. Well, you don't have enough to overcome all of that. See, it's easy for God to create a position for you, just you dealing between you and him, then you to relax your faith and let it get dissipated and get in, in set in a date and a time with a bunch of other people. That's true. Yeah. You're just going to have to take your chances with the world when you do that. You're just in the world's mix and in the world's way. And so faith in God, God honors faith in him. He doesn't honor faith in dates and times and structures whenever, uh, you know, people will say things like uh, in the stock market, we're looking for a downturn or we're looking for this or looking for that. And so I always tell God, I'm not turning down anything. We don't ever have a downturn in heaven. My treasure is laid up there. I'm not looking for anything to get less. I'm looking for it to increase. It's going to be more. It's always going to be more. And so you have to live like this. If you're living for God, you must a justified person feels like that's the right thing to do. See, when you're justified, you don't have any conscience back, you know, pushing you and telling you who do you think you are what do you think you are you can't do that justified people don't put up with that nonsense they don't consider these other voices they just consider and like Abraham the Bible says he considered not all of these things that, that were against him in the natural natural didn't mean anything to him the only thing that meant anything to him was what God was saying and what God what he believed God could do for him what did God tell him he was going to do for him See, uh, many times we never get the okay from God. We're dealing totally in what man told us. Then when man tells us we can't do it, then we're done. We don't know what move to make. We're always, you never got the peace from God. His bond of peace, his covenant that says, I'm with you in this. I'm going to give this to you. And give you direction, give you all of those things. You never got it from God. And so we have to make that step and get these things from God. Get that assurance. Because that's what faith is. It's an assurance. And it, assurance doesn't change because of what some person tells you. It doesn't change because of what the market says or the economy ch- says. It just doesn't change. So when you're assured by God, it's always there. You might waver sometimes. You know, the devil try to knock you out, give you some bad news that comes upon you suddenly. But, you know, you can get your bearings back. You know, that's just like the boat rocking. And you say, I'm, uh, peace be still. Wind quit doing this because we're going ahead in God. We're not going to stop out here in the ocean to perish here so we're going forward so when we know we're justified we boldly and confidently approach God by faith you all you must always have your conversation with God concerning these things and we expect to receive what we desire and when we use this faith as the righteous flawless always successful way to live our lives then we are aware of our righteous stand before God and we will use our faith and not turn back 
So the whole thing is in living for God on a daily basis. You you can't befriend God when you're in trouble and need him to come to come to your aid and rescue, you know. You've been saved already. You don't need a savior, 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 savior. You need to walk in that power and walk in that awareness and walk in that knowledge. So when we turn back or we doubt or refuse to go forward in our faith, God has no delight in us. The Bible says his soul has no delight in us. When God delights in us, we have open communion and fellowship with him. He shares ideas with us. He'll help us. All of that. And you're on your way backwards. He's not going to feed you all his goodies. Like revelation, knowledge, understanding, wisdom. You're not going to get any of that. You get that because you're going forward in faith and you're obeying him and trusting him. And he wants us to use our faith at all times. Why? Because that shows a love for him, a confidence, and a trust in him. And so now, one of the the things that we talked about in the beginning we need to connect to is connect to yourself by faith. You have to have faith in what God has created in you as a new creature. As a new creation being. So it's getting to know yourself in Christ but you got to do that by faith. You got to believe what the Bible says about you. I remember John Osteen for years. This is my Bible. You know, I believe what it says I am. I, I can do what it says I can do. I'm about to receive, you know, all of that that confession so that people can understand that they are new creatures. They are transformed. So you must step out in faith. You gotta step out of your oh you can't say, Well, I'm just you know, I'm not that big a deal and I'm God's not saying you're a big deal. But he's saying that you're a new creature. So you got to get acquainted with the new creature and you get acquainted with that new person that you are through faith. You got to believe everything that you see in the Bible about yourself. You got to accept it. You got to let that come into your heart and come into your being. You have to get off of this thing of looking for things out of God. The Bible says that's what the heathen do. The new creation person is made in the image of Christ. And by faith you get acquainted with who that new person is. The justified person must believe that he is forgiven and cleansed. This is where Christians, you know, we kind of get tripped up out of the gate. Focusing on the atonement is something that should be done in your first experiences with God. You've got a master keeping right connections with God. You've got a master keeping uh, yourself out of violation of God's word. You've got a master keeping a clear conscience between you and God. I see so many people responding to this teaching on grace, which we receive that when we receive Christ, you know, and and if you're ever in doubt of it, you go to the word and you go to God to get your reassurance that you're okay with God again. You you don't need uh, 600 MP3s to tell you to meditate on that scripture until it becomes a part of you. This is the problem with people. They don't stay with something long enough to master it so that it can guide their lives the right way. We skip, skip, skip through everything. Get a little bit here, a little bit there. When we don't like what we see about ourselves, we skip over that. Uh, it's it's not right. It, it won't lead to a good result. And so we must stay with the basics, the foundation, keeping your relationship with God uh, right before God in order to, to uh, receive all the benefit. Or the, the enemy will trip you up. You'll get in a, a situation where you've never been before. And then your soul gets bombarded with all this condemnation and what you did wrong. And you shouldn't do, who do you think you are? And you can't do that. And, you know, you just go away like a little whipped child because you have 
have never received your grounding in that what the atonement does for you. So you connect to yourself by faith. So the justified person must believe that he is forgiven and cleansed. Then you're forgiven and cleansed every time you mess up. You don't go through life messing up days at a time, months at a time, years at a time, and never check in with God and get forgiven again. That's just nonsense. And these these words are written to believers. He says, if you in First John one nine, if you confess your sins to God, religious people, when religion starts to grip people. They think there's something wrong with them if they sin after they're born again. I'm going to say it again. Religious people believe that there's something wrong with them if they sin after they're born again. Because they don't want to confess it. They're not quick to admit it. So you have to be quick to admit your wrongdoing before God. That you're going to do some wrong. You're going to step out of here with all the right ideas, the right motives, the right tools, and still goof up. Do you see what I'm saying? And so if you confess this to God, oh God, I see that. I I didn't mean to do that. I thought I was going to do so-and-so and and I just messed it up again. And the Bible says if you do that, he will forgive you, number one, and cleanse you. Some of us are so busy running from the truth about ourselves and our mistakes that we run out from the presence of God. And you need to stay there until you're forgiven, washed, and cleansed. So you know you are. And you receive all of this by faith. But if you're walking around in condemnation and, and the enemy bombarding you with what you did wrong, you're never going to get over it. And, you know, this is, this is who you are. You know, this is not who you are. You're not the sum of your mistakes. That's not who you are. You're not a goof up. You're not a mess up. You're not a, you know, messed up person. If you walk around in that awareness, there's something wrong there. You've got to get that straightened out. You've got to stay in the presence of God and stay in that word until you accept by faith the atonement. That you are forgiven you are cleansed and you are washed clean again and there's nothing there anymore Benny Hinn tells the testimony of Catherine Kuhlman she made a mistake a couple of them you know she just know how she didn't know how to pick men as you know <laughs> some people are like that she would step out to find the love of her life and they messed up first man she married she couldn't even get a ministry she tried to be a minister that man left his family for her and you know the devil just beat her up and beat her up until she left him it wasn't her husband anyway you can't make a life with something that's not yours and God had great plans for that woman but she tried to step into it in a quick easy fashion that seemed to be tailor made for her it didn't work out she left him and she said she was in such despair she walked down and she remembered walking down the street and telling God if you can do something with me you know she can use me you know I'm nothing I'm, I'm just nothing and please God used her started building her up putting her in ministry she was doing fine met some other guy before she got married she fainted several times you know hello not the right thing she couldn't stay with that man he wasn't the right man for her see there's things that people have folks that's you know that that self will you know feeling you need certain things in life that just never gets dealt with it doesn't go away it keeps bugging you and so even with what God had put in her ministry wise the knowledge of God she still let that thing bug her and fed it well then she winds up divorced again now she's got a bigger ministry on her own and of course the devil she went to God and got forgiven the devil still bugged her about it and she kept going to God and kept asking him to forgive her and 
telling her, you know, I'm sorry, God. And, and she said, I'm sorry about the divorce. And he said, what divorce? Well, God, do you remember? He said, it never happened. See, that's what being forgiven and cleansed means. It never happened. It never happened to your justified self. Now you can't just grab that because he gave it to Catherine Kuhlman. You got to get that for you. See she got it for her. But you got to get it for you. And see when we talk about being justified. That means that that gavel came down and said you are forgiven. There's nothing else hanging on you. You don't get the orange jumpsuit and put yourself in jail because of your past faults. But you get a white robe now and you can stand righteous before me. You can go forth and do anything I tell you to do that a holy person could do because I've made you that. I gave you that to wear. And if I gave it to you, who are you to say you don't deserve it? Who is anybody else to say you don't deserve it? You need to put your faith and trust in the fact that I've exonerated you and I gave that to you. And you don't have a record. You can't get that in real life. I see people that come out of prison and I've got to get a good lawyer. Of course, you know, it's always going to take you money. You're getting out of prison. You're already jail. You know, you already got a bad record. Now you got to go rob somebody to get your record expunged. So you can get a decent job. Ex-convicts do it all the time. We had a family friend that was a, a criminal attorney. And uh, I, I had to drop some things off. You know, it just it wasn't a trouble thing. It was just, you know, he was a friend. And so if you needed legal work, of course, you can go to a friend. That was always good. And I just dropped something off for my in-laws or somebody like that. And uh, so he he said, uh, yeah, I got to put some money in the bank. He said, look at all this money. So he takes money out of his pocket. <laughs> this boy's mama came down here with his bail money. He said, it looked like he robbed a McDonald's or something. He's number fives and ones. <laughs> well, he's he's robbing so that he can get some legal work done, so he can get out of trouble that he's done already. See, it gets to be a self-perpetuating situation if you don't get forgiven and cleansed. See, the ex-convict needs to get forgiven and cleansed by God so he doesn't continue this life of crime trying to clean up his record. By the same token, we as believers don't have to steal our atonement from God. It's given freely. We don't have to pretend like we don't do anything wrong anymore and say the right thing around people and do the right thing around people in order to feel good about it. you got to get that from God. That's what's wrong sometimes in the church with religion. Everybody's putting on some kind of act to act like they've got something from God instead of getting it for real. There are people who have got it for real from God. And they live their lives totally differently. They're not concerned about putting on acts and putting on airs. You know, they can come to church and whatever they have in the closet to wear and feel comfortable. The religious person can't come into church unless he's getting a bunch of attention or something like that. So there's a difference when you get it from God. You live your life justified. Justified people have no judge but God. And that's all that they care about is pleasing God and, and doing the right thing by people. You please God in your behavior and your ways and all of that stuff. But as a justified person, you must get that from God. You've got to get it from him. You must get it from him. You know when you're forgiven and cleansed. And if you don't feel forgiven and cleansed, you've got to talk to God about that. Because that's so important for you to have that assurance of his approval in life if you're going to do anything in your life that's good. So we must confess. We must confess our sins to God. You can confess your weaknesses, things that you fear. Things that you feel uncertain about. 
those things you take to God and he can help you with those things so that's connecting to yourself by faith you connect to who you are you connect to the things that hinder you from being 100% who God has called you to be familiarity with God is not a sign of wisdom some people think if they can uh, get away with not a while well you know I, uh, I don't believe you have to confess your sins because you know you're forgiven already no you're, you're being foolish now you're being foolish you confess everything else you confess what you want you confess what you believe you confess you can, that's, you, your, your, your voice is your way of access to release your faith but you have to once you confess you have to accept that you are forgiven you can't continue to confess the same thing over and over again and say you're living by faith you have to get it in you you know and if you don't sense that release and that cleansing before God you have to you know ask God to make that real to you you know the, to make that deposit Norval Hayes spoke about a man you know there's some people that you can get testimonies on kind of some extreme things that'll help you if you listen to them for what's in it for you but there was a man who was a habitual adulterer and he said that he said I, I just don't know what was wrong with me this was this man went to Norval for deliverance and got delivered and, and was fine uh, it was a demon possessing him that he couldn't he had no power to fight against he didn't know how to fight it see this is the thing there are times when you need to go to ask for help and if your sin is so bad you think that you can't ask for help you get stuck in it and that's not good for a believer if you don't get free on your own you need to ask God you know is is there a minister that can help me you know if you're a minister if you're in a church and you you are under somebody's authority you go to that altar and you get help until you get free and so this man kept committing adultery and and uh and he said but you know what when he talked to Norval about it before Norval ministered to him he said you know what Norval he said I would beg and beg and beg God to forgive me he said and, and I knew it wasn't right for me to keep doing that because I needed to stop he said but I just wanted to know he still loved me he said you know I would stay there until I knew God had forgiven me and cleansed me you, know, you see what I'm saying get clean and go back and get dirty again but he was bound see he was bound most of us can get our freedom just by meditating on the word one day something snaps inside of you and says you know what I can't believe I I thought I couldn't quit doing that you understand what I'm saying if there's a freedom that comes when we know we've overcome and that's God's righteousness that's that's imparted to us it's imputed to us and we can go and overcome these things and we don't have to sit like little weak no, I can't do this you know when the devil starts whipping you he'll make you like that you don't ever sit there and put up with his whipping or try to justify it by saying everybody does something is that helping your is that really helping your situation there's an everybody that's going to hell too and you don't want to be with those people so we have to understand that when God says that you are righteous you have to get yourself connected with your righteousness your imputed righteousness and stay connected there all the time sometimes you'll get in familiar situations where your mind will start wandering you know you've got to have a, a help for that can't let your mind wander you've got to pull your soul back into righteousness so familiarity with God is not a sign of wisdom but it's a sign of foolishness you're his friend but you're not his pal you're not on an equal par with him at all you're still his child that's just as crazy as wanting to make your parents your friend want to go out with them and do all kinds of things in front of them you can't do that there has to be a reverence there so we're never equal to God but we have imparted attributes of God but not all of them and not in all power we have bits of it as we can take it so we have imputed attributes but we must please him in order to get his approval and we must obey the rules of his kingdom so you connect with God through obeying the rules of his kingdom 
He's always king. He's always God. He's always Lord. The type of friendship we have with him is where we we're at peace with him and we're not enemies anymore. So that's that's your biggest the biggest thing that's come into our lives is that we're not enemies anymore. But that's what that is a covenant friendship. We lay down our, our animosity against one another. We're not working against God anymore. We're working in cooperation with him. Once we understand the principle of forgiveness of sins, we must imitate God then by forgiving others. Your greatest gift to the world is your ability to forgive. Mm-hmm. And hold nothing against anybody. To let people go free so that they can experience life in God as well. The bound sinner cannot experience the righteous life. It's the forgiven person. And as you forgive, people are, un- are able to see the goodness of God through you. No, you, you you see God's goodness in people. Greatest thing you can do to people is is tell them, you know, well, I'm sorry, you know, I forgive you, and you know that kind of stuff when when they offend you or something. We don't have enough of that in the body of Christ where we go to one another and and you know make peace with one another. You know, we just kind of avoid each other till we get over it, and then we go up and make make nice with one another. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. We have to we have to do these things in knowledge and, and understanding. You know, when you uh, don't do what's expected of you, you know, in the church or anywhere else, you need to go to that person in charge and tell them, you know, I'm sorry, I really shouldn't have done that. And, you know, whatever, whatever, instead of trying to get their pity all the time. And, you know, you get coddled and you think it's okay to, to just live a life of not being responsible. And then, see, that goes against you. When, you. when you want something from God, you haven't lived up to your expectation and you haven't really done the right thing and reconcile with that person you know preachers get responsible for understanding everybody and we're very little understood you got me we're very little understood by the sheep sheep tend to want to go places where they can do what they want to do and still be blessed and you know they don't like coming under discipline and so we have to understand that that door swings both ways you know if you're holding your pastor accountable to be there and and deliver the word to you then there's a mandate on your life to live up to expectations as well it's right to expect both ways you won't like it but that's true you know you don't just get a free pass to you know flesh out when you feel like you want to and and then you don't make it right with that individual when you know you've been wrong you know you, you say the wrong thing to people or in front of people you have to to uh, apologize for that tell people you know that wasn't right for me to do that uh, stepped over my line or whatever and make things right you know we have lines of respect uh, with one another where we have to stay in line in order to be pleasing to God and that's part of righteousness as well you know righteousness means that you want to do the right thing at all times when you don't you have to go make it right you know what to do to make things right with people I'm sorry shouldn't be a foreign word in the church and it very often is you know so we we have to understand this is very important so we're on a mission and a mandate to conquer the forces of darkness through our life of faith when we conquer them uh, when they try to hinder us in being loving and and, uh, believing Christians and we conquer them outside of us when they try to hinder us from going forward in, in God so Romans 5 1 if you'll turn there it tells us we are justified by the blood of Christ we are justified by his blood he says I think I'll get the amplified because I like the explanation that it gave in there where are we at Romans 5 we're justified by Christ and justified by his blood we're also justified by faith in what he's done and that's good to know too so your faith you know when you know you're living by faith you know that that's justification right there the just will live by faith when you step out of faith 
You have to endeavor to get back in faith. You can't let disappointments and discouragements linger in your life. You must repent of those. And, and putting on on um, discouragement means that you've taken off righteousness. Righteousness is never discouraged. Okay, uh, being in a bad mood. I wasn't in a good mood. Why are you bragging about it? You need to get in your prayer closet. Then you know you want to stay in that place of righteousness so your faith will work. I remember being <clears throat> kind of uh, kind of lethargic after my husband passed away, and I just didn't have the kind of energy, and uh, and I had let that feeling linger on me and it was up to me to to go to God and get help with it you know you don't let these things linger on you now people say well you know no I don't know and I don't want to know you know people want to give you an excuse and a free pass to stay stupid and I remember one day God telling me he said if you don't get up and move he said the devil's going to clobber you you better get up and move because it's, it's time you know overtime you can't use things that Bible says that there's no test, trial, difficulty come upon you, but such as common to man. These are common things that happen. You can't let the common things be an excuse for you not to go forward in God. You know, you got to shape up and, and keep moving. And so uh, in Romans 5 and verse 1. It says, therefore, we are justified. The Amplified here says, acquitted, declared righteous, and given a right standing with God through faith. Let us grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation to hold to joy. That we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Through him also we have our access or entrance or introduction by faith into his grace. And that is the state of God's favor in which we firmly and safely stand. Let us rejoice and exult in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. Moreover let us also be full of joy now. Let us exult and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that pressure and affliction and hardship produce patient and unswerving endurance. So there's nothing to be discouraged about when you hit a snag in life. And endurance or fortified develops maturity, fortitude, I'm sorry, develops maturity of character. Approved faith and tried integrity. And character of this sort produces the habit of joyful and confident hope of eternal salvation. So you don't throw away your life in God and this life very easily when you understand how to live the justified life. Such hope never disappoints or deludes or shames us for God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Yet we were yet in weakness, powerless to help ourselves at the fitting time Christ died for in behalf of the ungodly. Now it is an extraordinary thing for one to give his life even for an upright man, though perhaps for a noble and lovable and generous benefactor some might even dare to die. But God shows and clearly proves his own love for us by this fact, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Therefore, since we are now justified, that is acquitted, made righteous, and brought into right relationship with God by Christ's blood, how much more certain is it that we shall be saved by him from the indignation and wrath of God? For while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. It is much more certain now that we are reconciled that we shall be saved daily delivered from sin's dominion. Daily delivered. Daily delivered from sin's dominion through his resurrection life. So God has provided daily salvation. Daily resurrection. Daily atonement for us we can stay in this state of contentment faith and blessedness because of the fact that God has justified us 
we have had a judgment in our favor in the court of heaven he's never going to ever be against us everything that God does toward us in this life is to bring us back into this awareness of our justification it's not that he has to justify us over and over again it's that we've been justified once but we think we're in you know on the outs with God we think we're sitting up we think we have to go do things we think we have to come up with the answers all the time we think we have to do all these things and so once we understand justification and we make it our life's work to walk in that and be clearly understanding of it then we can receive of the benefit of it and go confidently in life always going forward with our faith always using our faith never stalling out never sitting back wondering never under you know misunderstanding what God's trying to do in our lives never saying well maybe God's doing this because you know all of this kind of nonsense this judgment against us nonsense that we do in our minds we have to let go of that but we let go of it because we have faith and confidence we've connected with who we are in Christ by faith and we have a good understanding of that so God wants us to uh, be uh, in joy all the time where we fear nothing because the just never let fear stop them. Fear becomes like uh, an obstacle for you to either speak to, overcome, or just, you know, live your life. You know, just fear if you, you want to see me do this, you can watch from the sidelines, but I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to be stopped by fear. I'm going to let fear just watch me do what I do, but I'm going forward in faith. Now you can be gone in Jesus' name. You can stand there and watch. Or you can, you know, watch me have a party over this. But I am not going to listen to you and be stopped by you. Amen. Amen. And so you have to get yourself built up. Connect with God through faith in who you are in Christ. Connect with that on a continual basis. Understand what the justified person, what, what's, what's in your mind as a justified person can you meditate on the word of God and banish doubt as a justified person and go forward and expect more from God does your life have to come to a standstill in certain areas because you don't know how to get over the obstacle and the hindrance that seems to be telling you no when you see everybody else getting a yes how come you can't get a yes you see what I'm saying and so when you connect with God and connect with yourself through faith make that faith connection to who you are in Christ as your new creation person then you will know that the old life is dead it has passed away that word passed away means there's no no more vitality no more life no more substance there's nothing there for you it's passed away and you can safely and confident walk confidently walk into what God has for you that's new all right why don't we stop father we thank you for allowing us a glimpse into your glorious revelation of who we are in Christ as justified people Lord we thank you for that divine justification we thank you for the divine impartation we thank you for everything that you've given us that is holy and is just and is right and we praise you we thank you we honor you for it in Jesus name amen and praise God amen if anybody needs prayer come on up